Hey, what's up? This your girl FJ. You're listening to my boys Max Say Less and Mike Navarro on Facts from the Lab. Second episode, what well, is episode 25? But the second episode in our Goats of the Coast series, and guess what, Midwest? It's your turn here to talk some Midwest hip hop again. And one more time, for those that didn't hear me say it in the last episode, we know the Midwest is not a coast, we're, it's just a aware. catchy name. We're well aware, just please. Don't be jumping on our ass because that's the name of this series. You're not going to say it every time either. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not responding to no more comments or anything else about that shit. All right. So, yes. Top 10 all-time rappers from the Midwest, according to facts from the lab. And we are covering all the major areas of the Midwest, from St. Louis to Cleveland to Indiana to Chicago to Detroit and everything in between. That's a lot of states. It is. It's a lot, a lot of areas. Yeah. And I probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> on a more serious note, uh, you you know the format. You know what we looking for on these top tens. Yep. You know we looking for impact, longevity, lyrical ability. We looking for you know how they stand out in hip hop and what they contributed. So basically everything we said in the last one. If you heard the last one, then you you know what this criteria is based on. Right. All right. So without further ado, let's jump into number 10. All right. So number 10. Now, I'm going to just say this right off the bat. This is a surprising one. Like when we did the whole narrowing down process to get this down to 10 rappers from this region, I was shocked to see that this guy made it to the top 10. And I don't know if it goes to show, you know, how how many like legendary MCs are from this region or if he just becoming that but number 10 is freddie gibbs honestly i was shocked too yeah because i i mean i don't know it depends on how you look at it i mean i wish i could go back to the original like 30 names we had before we narrowed it down i don't yeah it, hey, don't, see, see. Was a yeah. Because it was so many rappers bro yeah and, and really i had to break that shit down yeah and i can't remember like how freddie ended up in it but listen i've been a, the, um, a huge listener of freddie gibbs a big fan of his since I first heard ESGN, his mixtape way back. And reason why, I, the only reason um, I could give for him being on this top 10 is because the music that he's making, he first of all, he's got a flow that can really go to any kind of beat. He's very versatile with his flow. Like when he came out, he was doing trap shit. Many of y'all remember who followed him, that he was with Jeezy's camp, the CTE crew. And he was rapping on trap shit most of the time. Then he got with Madlib, and Madlib does like soulful beats, more, you know, soulful boom back old school hip hop style beats, and he was able to flow crazy to that too. So he's real, real versatile in his in his um, delivery, his lyrics, and all of that. And another reason why I think he should be here is because right now he's from Indiana, and I don't see any rapper right now, other rapper right now, I'm putting it down for Indiana. India, exactly. Um, I mean. If you're from Indiana, you'll probably say a local name, but they're local. We don't know them. You know, Freddie is, is making it outside of Indiana. You know, right. he's uh-huh. getting big ups from legendary niggas like Nas and 
Um, I, I think um, I think it was Rizzo or somebody. Somebody from Wu Tang said something about him too. But he's getting recognition from every, everybody right now for what he's doing, and he's doing it quietly. Like he's not on the radio. He's not, you know, trying to be all flashy on in the media and everything. Like he's doing, he's doing quietly, and he's been consistent. What I like about Freddie Gibbs is I'm not a huge fan, so I don't follow like Mike. But um. The few joints that I did here, they was really dope, and I actually have a few of them on the playlist because the flow was so smooth, and like how we rolled in the beat, it was just, it didn't seem forced, you feel me? It seemed like he did it in one take, and he was like, all right, it's a wrap. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also like Freddie Gibbs, because at this moment, he is trolling the shit out of you academics. Man. I am all for that. <laughs> I am all for that, so... Man. He yeah, definitely, that is, yeah, he yeah. Definitely. If you're not following Freddie on on Instagram, I think you should because that's some laughs. I fuck around by one of the t-shirts. <laughs> well, um, yeah, yeah, man. And you know, for, for right now, one of my favorite albums that dropped this year is, is Freddie's album with the Alchemist called Alfredo, and you know the, the beats on there. Again, he just is. I don't think there's a beat he can't rap to. Uh, he he can take any beat and just not really use the same flow, but just just kill it on any kind of beat whether it's fast pace slow pace that's that's impressive to me like this if he keeps up what he's doing now he, he's going to have like a, a legitimate career in rap and can be Definitely. the biggest name to ever come out of indiana because i mean i can't really think of any other in any genre to be honest to yeah, come from indiana i can't i don't know oh wait ain't michael jackson's from indiana ain't i was just thinking that but i didn't want to say nothing out loud because i wasn't sure yeah i, I think he is. yeah y'all can correct us on that if, if we're wrong or not but yeah so freddie gibbs yes top number 10 on our list all right so number nine we're gonna go to chicago with it and this is lupe fiasco yeah we're gonna kick push with it for a minute kick push kick push i'm gonna let you take take this one with lupe what are your um, thoughts on lupe okay Lupe got my attention on Kanye West's joint. So after oh, uh, um, Touch Touch the Sky. Sky, yeah, 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 like after he killed it on that, you feel me? I was like, and everybody that know me know that Kanye's uh, late registration is one of my favorite albums because I feel like that's his most lyrical album to date. Mm-hmm. And um, when I, when I heard that verse, I was like, "Dang, who is this guy?" So I started like looking for more of his music, and he had such like. A witty flow you know he was witty and he was hood at the same time mm-hmm. and he was rapping about things that I could relate to like he was using comic book references and he was using Dragon Ball Z references I was like oh alright this guy's dope and so like when he started putting out his own projects like major albums you know I started listening and I've been a fan ever since. I think my favorite album by him is The Cool. Yeah, The Cool was, that was a fucking masterpiece. But Lupe to me is, I'm glad you mentioned the whole um, Dragon Ball Z and everything that he was yeah. talking about. Because I feel like he is like the first like real blurred rapper to yeah. blow up. Like he's a true like nerd with this shit. And he raps about that type of shit. I mean, Wu-Tang was making comic references. Yeah, yeah you know? well, yeah, the ninja shit and yeah, all that. And, yeah, and but he was calling, and I forgot, was it uh, Ghostface was calling himself Iron Tony Man. Stark? Yeah. Iron Man, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I feel like Lupe took it to a whole other level with this generation because at that time, in 2005, it was mostly gangster rap. Mm-hmm. You know, so like that lane, that whole lane for nerd and conscious rappers didn't really open up until... Yeah, you know, Kanye defeated Fifty in a duel. Right, and yeah, he, you know he came out on the skateboarding thing. You know that's when skateboarding was hot, and you know, and he came in with that, and like like I said, the nerd talk, and that was 
that was just all stood out. That stood out to me so much. And the fact that he's probably one of the most intelligent rappers yeah. I've, I've, I've ever seen. Not just on the mic, but even when you watch his interviews, he he, he yeah. got away with talking and away with words. Like he, he's a, he's a smart smart dude. Do you know his shirt? Yeah, and like lyrically, this is not a rapper. Like this ain't a rapper that you just like bump in your car just to hear the the, the beats and the speakers and nothing. This is a rapper you you. Going to be educated by you. Gotta sit and listen to his words. Like I still love Daydreams, bro. Oh yeah, that's the um, uh, Chill Scott. Scott. Yeah, 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 that was a good song from Food and Liquor. Yeah, Yeah, Food and Liquor was. But yeah, but the cool just that was just that was just pure lyricism. Like there was a song on there. Um, what is it called? Put you on game. That was my favorite song on it. I I love how he's like. But he like how he broke down the, the the evils of the rap game, and all three of them are different demons, like like the game and the hustling, and it, it's 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 so it, it's crazy. It's hard to even break it down. You would have to listen to it, but that's just type of rapper he is. Like all, oh, it's like it's shit within shit within shit that you gotta break down when listening to it. You know? Speaking it's, of the cool, I think I think High Definition is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, that was a good song. Because him and Snoop, I don't know, the energy was just right. You know, the beat was captivating, like the lyrics was on point. Like that was just a great song to me. And whenever I think about the cool, I think about two thousand and seven as a whole. Mm-hmm. And how yep. it was a great year for hip hop because yeah. a lot of great albums came out that year. Right, right. You know, you had uh T I versus T I P, you had um Jay Z's American Gangster. Shit. Like it was a lot of albums that was really great that came out in two thousand and seven. So like I feel like the cool is a staple of two thousand and seven. Yeah, man, that and and not only that, um, Lupe not only will he like give you all that like that brain teaser rap, but he he'll also talk about stuff that people can really relate to and can and can understand like like the track dumb it down when he was like talking oh, when he about was trolling hip hop. Yeah, about how the labels want their rappers to dumb shit down and how he's telling you no, it's not gonna do that. And I remember the song he had called "Bad Bitch" or "Bitch Bad" mm-hmm. and, and how that whole shit started. You see what that's become now, so. Yeah, and then he had a song where he flipped um, Pete Rock and CL Smooth. They reminisce over you. He took the beat and flipped it. I think I can't remember what the title of it was, but that was dope too. But nonetheless, yeah, I think honestly, I think Lupe has put together a discography that you can argue makes him somewhat of a legend. To be honest, yeah, he, man. I mean, he definitely put the work in for it, and he never had a bad project. You know, he was consistent with his craft. Uh, I feel like you know, cause when a lot of rappers are in the game for a long time, you kind of notice a, de- a decline in their craft, mm-hmm. and you don't get that with Lupe. Right. And dude can freestyle. Yeah. You know, like he can freestyle off the top. And um, back to the nerd thing, like I remember him challenging Joe Button to a Street Fighter contest or something. <laughs> yeah. Like <that>. So <laughs> like, I yeah, man, I, I fucks with Lupe, man. Like I really fucks with Lupe, and I'm looking forward to his next upcoming project. Um, he's been quiet for a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's on social media still, you know, conversing with fans. But we'll see when that next project going drop. So let's get to this number eight. Speaking of lyricism, here we go, Detroit. No, it's not know. that lyricist. We're gonna <laughs> talk about this one first. Royce the five nine. Me personally, I felt like he should have been higher on this list, but that's just one podcaster's opinion. Yeah, but well, listen, let's let's talk about it. I fucked with Royce though. I definitely, definitely fucked with Royce. The first time I heard Royce the Five Nine, I was in high school. It was on the song. Was it Boom? I think it was Boom, produced by Premier. That was like, sheesh, man, two thousand two. 
I think he was like new to the rap game then. I think that's when Eminem just introduced him to the world, and he was. I said, oh yeah, this 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 dude. I, I like this nigga right here. What I you really, gonna say? I feel I really feel like Royce was like the best in Eminem's camp. To be honest, like he was very versatile on beats. Uh, you never know what you was gonna get with Royce. It was always a mixed bag, you know. So you might got some thug shit. You might got some enlightenment shit. Like, you know, but Royce, I don't think he had a bad project either. It's just that mm-hmm. he wasn't really as consistent, and I think that's why we got him right here at this yeah, list. Yeah, cause consistency wasn't never, never his thing. But when he does drop something, oh yeah, it, it, it just like the, he just dropped something this year called the Allegory, and that shit. I he has a um. It's not really a song, but then he has a, a interlude on there that talks about the history behind it, the um the ice cream truck song and how it was originally a racist song. Yeah. And and nobody like and then after that album dropped with that on there, that's when you started seeing all these posts circulate about that. So he kind of you know shed light on that to people. So I thought that was pretty dope. But that whole album is, is just dope. And then those um collaborative albums he did with DJ Premier, the Prime albums, yeah. both both of them was just I don't know. Man, Royce is I think my favorite Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just about to say I think my favorite is the Book of Ryan. Like that shit. Yeah, that was yeah, that was good. Front to back. Like you can play that bitch without I was get for real. I was just playing someone on lock in the car with yeah. with, with Jada Kiss and all them. Yo, hell yeah, yeah. yo. When you get two super lyrical dudes together on a nice ass beat, yeah, woo, yeah that's you was, feel me. And I like how he, you know, look up. He look up, not look up to, but he supports the younger generation. Like he does shit with J Cool mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so, like, I really fucks with Royce, man. Royce, he's that type of nigga. He forces you to listen to the lyrics. Like it's his what it's the way he delivers it. Like you're not. And listening for beats and hooks like when he raps it's like you wait and see what the next line gonna be this nigga said um i can't remember it was a song yeah it was on the prime album and i think he said something about something something crowd pacific crowd participation put a landmine under your stage and have this place where any crowd parts and call that fan participation precipitation or yeah. something like that it's it that is wow man. Yo, I, like, I know that line but I know he had you have about, you but i can't spit it like, yeah it, I, I know when he wasn't said that way but he just have you rewinding shit just to hear what yeah, he just said sad, that's man. how he is like you know it ain't a lot of rappers that have that effect on me that shit, you. when he did that i'm with him like i feel like oh yeah the bad meets evil yeah i yeah. feel like he overshadowed if not kept up with and like mm-hmm. I feel like they was going neck and neck, but I feel like Royce kinda edged in the beat. Matter of fact, I remember when they interviewed them, they well interviewed Royce about it, he said that and it was kinda like a competition. They were yeah. kinda like trying to out rap each other. Yeah. And you could you could tell throughout that whole album. Yeah, like I really feel like Royce got him. But you know, that's just one podcaster's opinion. Yeah, man, Roy, yeah, there's there's no debate about Royce's place on this list, man. I mean he He's definitely a Detroit legend. He's gonna go down as a hip hop legend just just off his sheer talent alone. Like he's a, a proof that a battle rapper can become something and use his battle rap style to you gain notoriety in hip hop and become big. Oh yeah, he was a battle rapper. Yeah, that's how all of Detroit. That's how most Detroit niggas start out as yeah. battle rappers. Well, um, true. All right, let's go. Let's go to this number seven. Now we're gonna take it from Detroit to Cleveland with Kid Cudi. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna let you handle that one because I only know like four songs by Kid Cudi. I ain't four. Yeah. Wow. This music not really my cup of tea, man. I mean, yeah, because Cudi is that kind of artist. He's a really. I don't know if alternative is the word to really use. It's just oh, his can, style. Of, we can use that here. Alternative? Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. Like, I fucks with day and night. You feel me? Matter of fact, one of my homeboys rents on to this day is still day and night. So To this day? To this day. Damn, that's only for like 10 years old now. To this day, bro. <laughs> but to this day. <laughs> to this day. Man, look, <laughs> I got a lot of respect for Cuddy, man, because he came in with that sound that nobody that nobody else was on. Nobody and just, was willing to try. And yeah, nobody was willing to try. And, and got big off of it. That's that stoner music. Yeah, you gonna ask any stoner who the top five niggas they listening to? I'm. You'd be hard pressed to find any of them that won't say Cuddy, cause that's the that's the the lane he's in. He's for the the stoners, the people that like that type of mood music, that that therapeutic type of hip hop. That's that's that shit that take you to that that just that trip. Not trippy, but like that zone out type shit. Like that's what. The, the Man on the Moon albums was Man on the Moon 2. That was my favorite one, by the way. I like that one. Yeah. And yeah, that, that's been his lane, and he and nobody has done it better than him since he's came into the rap game since, what was it, 09? Yeah. yeah. No, nobody's done it better than Damn, him. Damn, 09 is so long ago. Yeah, that's what I just said. 10 years. That shit, that shit is wild. Um, Like, dude, he's got songs where he's like playing roles of like demons and aliens, and he's like got these. Spacey, futuristic sounding beats like this, this shit. His shit takes like you to a, yeah. His shit takes you to another world. Like it, it's it's like far beyond what we are accustomed to in regular hip hop, and that's why I think he. I don't think nobody else is gonna be able to do this like this again. He, this is gonna be him and only him for years, I think. Yeah, I mean he's not a bad rapper. You know, it's just that like I said, he doesn't make the type of music that I really yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's not for everybody. His, his style isn't for everybody, but. but the few songs that I do fuck with, I hey, with, and they still in rotation to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, what's the song I like on um the second man on the moon? I think it's Mojo so dope. That was my favorite one. Yeah. But then the song with Kanye on there was cool too. That might have been. I think that was a single. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. That's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, yeah. Kanye and Kanye and Cuddy, they always had a good relationship. Well, musically. Yeah. I don't know about outside musically, but musically, they always had a great relationship. Right. And yeah. you can see that on the album they did last year, the Kitsy Ghost Joint. Yeah. Yeah. That was that shit was that shit was dope. Like six That's tracks. Right. Matter of fact, he just dropped the song with Eminem. Yeah, yeah. It's on my playlist. It's Yo, dope. That was way out of like left field. I did not see that collab coming, but once I heard it, I was like, whoo. Yeah, I, I ain't see it coming either. But then once I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Yeah, this 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 works. Yeah. This, this works. It could, it could, you know. But you know, once you get the final product or something, you realize that yeah, this is this is good. Yeah. So yeah, Cuddy, I think he's gonna be the only Cleveland nigga on here. But Cleveland, you made your stamp on the list, Kid yeah. Cuddy, number seven, number seven. All right, we're going to go to number six. This is the only female on the list. It's the Brett. Shawtown. Here we go. Back in Shawtown. Yes. The Brett. What do you want to say about the Brett? Um, shout out to the Brett because she's an Aries just like the Oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> and uh, but, um, yo, like, I, I fucks with her lyrical prowess, man. Like, any track she get on with a dude, she can hold her own. If not, she can outshine him. You know, like she does her thing lyrically. She always had her own style. She didn't conform to the whole sex so thing. Right. You feel me? She relied heavily on her lyrics and how she spit. And she always just had this like sort of aggressive flow to let you know, like, yeah, I'm a female MC, but I'm a female MC that can spit. Right. Know what I mean? Yeah. So I think JD stumbled upon a pot of gold when he came across her because that was back when, you know, like, it wasn't a whole lot of female artists. Yeah, and then the ones that were out, you know, 
you gotta remember this is before Lil Kim and before Foxy and, they, and before they brought that sexy shit to the rap game. Like mm-hmm. so, all the female rappers then were they were on that like tomboyish style. Yeah. So, so I think she perfected that the best out of everybody. And then I like how she just kept it that way. Like she didn't conform to that yeah, that man. sexy she kept shit. It G. She, and, you know, yeah, she did her. Yeah, she had that stood out to JD because you know J- Jermaine Dupri being from Atlanta, he had, how 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 did he hear from her all the way in Chicago? Like he had to be like, yo, get her down here because I, I, I like what I'm hearing. And Fly then, shorty out. Yeah, and then boom, we get functified, and that's really there was another song I like from her. I can't think of the name of it at the moment, but everybody likes functified. Yeah, I like the bass in that song. That's I thought would give it to you. Give it to you was cool too. It might be. Is that the song I'm thinking about? It might be. It's an, it's another song. She had some really good features too. Like she had a song with Missy. That's on Missy's album. Um, Hello. Yeah. Shout out to Missy. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. While we're talking female rappers. Yeah. yeah. Shout, 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 shout out to Missy. But, nah, we we about to let the brat get her shine, man. Yeah. She definitely deserves to be on this list. I just wish that she made more. You feel me? Yeah. Like, more. Had a bigger category because I like some shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like she. <laughs> She has more influence than I, I think people may realize on, on female rappers just being being themselves and not, you know, yeah, letting you know, the, the rap game or whatever's going on influence them. You know what I mean? And yeah, she you know, she still and she still does her thing every now and then. I mean, I know she's doing the, the the radio show thing now. Yeah. But spitting and yeah, yeah, but yeah, you, she drops freestyle. little freestyles every now and then, but I fucks with it though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She I mean she still shows, you know, she still got it, you know. It ain't Ain't gone nowhere, but there's any female rapper that will make this Midwest list of top ten. It's got to be her. It wouldn't be nobody else. I don't really know too many female rappers. Right yeah, now. plus that <laughs> nobody else. You just yeah, think like of. she yeah, she got to go in. Absolutely. All right. Now, as we get to this top five, cracking the top five. Yes. Shot Town's about to make it big in this top five. There's yeah. three names in this top five from that city. I'm actually interested in this in this next one. Like. It's, it's gonna be exciting talking about this one. And that person is Twister, the fastest rapper in the game. And man. that's and that's not just a title; it's literally fact because the man is in the Guinness, the Guinness World, World, World Records. Like, like, do, do you understand what an, an accomplishment that is? That may not seem like shit to y'all when you first say it, but to have your name in the book of records as a, as the fastest rapper, think about all the other fast rappers that are out. Yeah, and he's the one that's in the record books. I know we don't usually do this, but I really got to play this sound clip of him. He was doing the Godzilla challenge on M. Slow. Like, if you've seen the video, this man was doing it effortlessly, man. Like, he was looking at his nails and everything, just doing this man challenge, and he, like, surpassed Yeah, go, yeah go ahead. Play, play the clip. I want, I want to hear this, because, man, Twister, like, I, I'm sorry. I don't know what other fast rappers y'all like, but... It's, it's not many that's going to like like excel past him in, in that lane. I feel like that fast rap shit was not a thing. Like me and Mike was just looking at the video and he hey. looked so bored while doing yeah, this. It's like it don't even look real. It feel like it looked the video looks like it's dubbed. It yo. don't even look like he's saying it. And he's just sitting there just chilling doing it. And it's like, bro, but the thing I love about Twister is he could change it up. Um 
a while back he was beefing with Naughty by Nature and he dropped a track called Suicide and he actually oh, yeah, slowed yeah, it down to let niggas know like yo I can slow it down and diss a nigga and let him know you feel me and I fucked with Naughty by Nature but it was just incredible like once Suicide dropped like them niggas wasn't allowed in Chicago for a minute and like I fucked with Twister because the first time I really paid attention was when he was on the rock when they um dropped that song uh we are the champions. Yeah, and yeah, he killed it. Yeah. I'm just like, whew, man. He, I, it's it's just incredible, man. That that that's just a flow that you, that cannot be duplicated. Like when Never. you hear him, you know who it is. And it's like, it's like him and Do or Die. They started that lane, and it's like nobody has been able to do it as good as them, man. And that's 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 just that's just his shit. That's what he's going to be known for. But I will say this though. It kind of is like a little sad that he didn't get the mainstream notoriety he deserved mm-hmm. until he started doing shit with Kanye. Yeah. Because that year when Slow Jams dropped, Boy. that's that's when I think Woo. his notoriety like got bigger. But by that time, Twister was already like an established name. But mainstream started to get a hold of him, and then that's when he dropped Overnight Celebrity and all these other songs that started hitting the radios with him on it. And then people was like, "Wow." Could you imagine learning the words to slow jams and then when you get the twist apart, you can't kind of rap it because yeah, you, you yeah, can't, you can't keep up. Yeah, that, Like, you know the words, but you can't keep up. And it's like, and it's just crazy because when I see the generation coming up under me, be like, dang, logic can rap fast. And you just be looking like, you think that's fast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be hating them arguments. I'll never forget. I seen a fucking argument. Somebody tried to really argue that, that Buster was faster than him. Faster than him. I'm like, how? His argument was fucking look at me now. What? That was his argument. Yo, <laughs> don't no, get me wrong. No. I fucks with Bus. You know, respects the big Bus. You feel me? But, yo, he's not fucking. Like, yo, this man yo. is in the Guinness World Book of Records for a reason. Yeah, enough said. You like, feel me? Like, y'all just heard it. You feel me? We played y'all. A snippet. Yeah, that that alone kills any argument. Like nobody else is in the book of records. You feel me? Like Eminem tried to do the whole fast thing. All right, we thought that was cool, but Twister just came through on his joint and just let niggas know, like, yo, I'm in the Guinness World Book of Records for a reason. Yeah, and I'm still gonna be that nigga, no matter how many fast Facts. songs y'all make. You know, how many, how many of y'all little rappers come up and try to rap fast? You'll never be Twister. <laughs> yep. All right, so let's get to number four. We're gonna stay in Chicago, and this. It's common. So, it's common's career started off very interesting because I learned a lot more about him watching that same hip hop evolution documentary on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I learned that before he became big, yeah, no, well, not really that, but just known. Like, he, well, he was working with Jay Dilla early in his career mm-hmm. and he used to go to Detroit. That's where Jay Dilla's from. He used to go to Detroit. And like spend nights at this nigga's house just yeah. to record music. R.I.P. to Jay Dillon, man. Yeah, that yeah, man was a very incredible producer. Yeah, he was really innovative with the soul samples and everything. Like he was, he was Kanye before Kanye. I think. Yeah. That's that's what I think. But um, yeah, and and it was, he was just showing like how like driven uh, Common was to perfect a certain sound of his music, a certain soulfulness to his music, mm-hmm. and that kind of, that kind of like. Had me like, man, really? Because I never, I never knew that part of like common story. Like I knew when he came to the game, he came in with the I used to love her joint, talking about hip hop, and then he had that little little 
beef or whatever air quotes with Cube and he made that song The Bitch and You which yeah. is probably one of the most slept on diss tracks in yeah. rap history I respect anybody that go at Cube man cause yeah. Cube you feel me he got that no Vaseline caliber diss record type right. up in him and anybody that go at Cube you gotta be a bold motherfucker, boy. Especially somebody like Common, who you think is somebody peaceful and 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 full, full of love, and then he flips the switch and does that. That that was wild. That's wild. But um, no, I think when Common first got his recognition with the song "The Light" in two thousand, and I swear there there were so many hits, hit records in two thousand. But it's something about that song. That gives you instant nostalgia, and I don't know what it is. It's speaking yeah. of nostalgia. I feel like we owe them a little history lesson. Go ahead. What's what your lesson? Common didn't start out as a conscious rapper. Like, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah. He didn't become a conscious rapper until he got with Erica Badu, and then next thing you know, this nigga wearing scarves and sweaters and shit. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, look, I ain't, I ain't about to talk about that venom Erica Badu got. But the Badu effect. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, that song, The Light, really, really kicked the door down for him as far as, like, popularity in, in the rap game and more notoriety. Like, that is the most, that is definitely a nostalgic song. Like, the, the vibes, the, so even when you look at the video, it's like, man, it's some peaceful shit. And then once he started doing more with Kanye years later, cause he had that little gap in his career where he wasn't, where it was like a, more of a decline, like his music wasn't living up to what the light was. Yeah. And then once he got with Kanye and he dropped B, you know, he dropped, you know, The oh, yeah. Corner. He was great. Yeah, that album, that was what, 05? Yeah. He dropped The Corner and what else came off that album? Go. Like that, that's when. Uh, Go was great. Man. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was a good time, man. Good, yeah, good that time. was a great album. Yeah, that album, that's, I think, when. Common really was starting to get his push to the rap game. He was starting to get the respect that he should have been getting from day one with the help of Kanye and that and that album. Hey, I like the fact that even though Common was a con- is a conscious rapper, he wasn't afraid to put his foot in a couple niggas' asses. Like, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. he had that whole beef with Drake. Oh man, and he talk about it. Yeah, he got Adam on stage scheming out when I heard it. I'm like, okay, Common. Oh, why right. you came up the skull for a minute? Like, hey. Man, you call, you call them Canada Dry, man. Yo, <laughs> even though they patched up, you feel me? It was still a remarkable mm-hmm. diss, man. Cause you feel me? You don't you don't really expect that type of shit from guys like Kanye, right, man? Cause he he's supposed to be a peaceful dude, man. He's supposed to be all about peace, and that's something else about him that, like, like with everything that's going on nowadays, you know, he's one of the main ones out there. You know, you know, on the side of us black people out there for his people, talking to the kids, talking to you know black people and bringing everybody together trying to do things to peace way that's just the person he is he's really you you can to be honest you can't really call him an activist i think it's safe to call him that now yeah. that's what he is i really know? love this verse on the why remix with jada kiss <laughs> yeah i remember that verse yeah yeah he's yeah man I, hip-hop needs people like common we really do like, i know he's more on the acting side now like instead of the hip hop side and you know doing the activist thing, but if he decides to drop an album, I listen. Absolutely, yep. He, hip hop needs him. All right, we're oh, gonna take boy. a break from Chicago and we're gonna go to the Lou, the yeah. Lou, St. Louis. Y'all not gonna like who made it to number three. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about yeah. Nelly now. I'm gonna let you talk about Nelly first. Why is when, Nelly number three on this list? All right, so when Nelly came on the scene, you feel me? Uh, it wasn't really a sound out like Nelly. Uh, country grammar, 
brings back great memories because every track was banging. You feel me? And this was at a time where East Coast was really prominent because lyrics. Like I know we on this, but Nelly went diamond. Yeah, <laughs> that's not an easy feat. You nope, feel me? Nope. Ten million albums. That's not really. That's not easy. That is, man. So like, and then scene from when Nelly dropped all the way up to like 2009, 2009. Right. And right. that's a pretty decent run. So one of the re- so to make the reasons why Nelly this is because well, back then he had dudes rocking the whole headbands and the band-aids. Yeah, the fucking and band-aids. band-aids. <laughs> and then he made that damn Air Force One songs which made hella niggas go get more Air Force sales spite. Yeah. So like Nelly Nelly placing the game is important because like I said, he had his own sound. He wasn't doing what other rappers was doing. He was just being Nelly. And being Nelly sold ten million albums. It is like I was just talking about the nostalgia and that album definitely. Every song, Country Grammar, Ride With Me, Eon, everything. I didn't like yeah, I mean, it was so so much heat on that album, and and at that time, like, I don't think there was really anybody in the game that was hotter that was coming out of a fresh voice from a city that had no hip hop voice. Like the man put a whole city on and did it in a way that I, I honestly haven't seen since anybody else do it as far as putting their city on. Like that's if you're gonna put your city on, that's how you do it. That's the blueprint right there. What Nelly did, yeah. And, Shout out to this nigga for making tip drill, boy. I remember oh BT Uncut. Man, <laughs> man, yeah, yeah, I think yo. he I think he's a legend just for that. <laughs> yo. Yo, I mean the man the, the fucking credit card. Yo, yo, tip drill was one of the wildest <laughs> videos ever, yo. And that was back at a simpler time where the census wasn't crazy. But and, and, the, and the same and the crazy thing about it is he still caught flat for that video, even during those times. Like I remember when they did the little hip hop versus America thing on BET and then he was one of the guys guys on the panel and they asked him about that video. Like he ain't give a fuck. Yeah, he ain't kidding. He ain't kidding. <laughs> he was just having fun. Like, it's adults. It was consenting adults having fun. Right. It was an adult video made for an adult program. Yeah. Like, should have been nobody young watching it. I can only imagine what the shit he'd catch now. I'm going to look at that video after we finish recording. Yeah. yeah you, you look at the privacy of your house. Don't go over it. Don't go it. Now I want to watch that video, man. That shit, that shit was crazy. It was ass all over the place, boy. Oh, my God. But no, um, mm-hmm. one of the most interesting things about Nelly is a lot of people don't know this, but he was a. Uh, Engaged in a small feud with KRS One. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, he got that KRS One in a couple songs. But I think the one no, uh, more notable is the Rock the Mic remix. Yeah, on that verse. Yeah, and yeah. Um, he was holding his own with Spitters, and he was going at KRS One. Like, you know, I always found it interesting, and that's who Biddy Siegel chose for that remix. Like, I, I still think about that. Like, man, because Nelly was hot at the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, man, you could have got anybody from Rockefeller to kill this shit, and you. Yeah, did. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he knew who the verse was going after and he still just put it out anyway right and right. it's like damn Karen's when you got washed by Nelly not mm-hmm. saying Nelly is a slouch but I'm just saying who would have thought you would have got washed by you know a guy yeah, making yeah. videos like Tip Drill yeah I mean it, <laughs> and then, and then this is KRS one this is a, a, a rap pioneer like yeah. you, you supposed, supposed to show him how it's done but yeah that, that was definitely a wild time man um and Nelly is another one of those artists. He's definitely not afraid to collaborate with people outside of the genre or try something new. You saw that with the Tim McGraw shit. 
the country song he did. Oh, I fucks with over and over again. Yeah, see, that was before. It's all in my head. See, long I before Lil Nas X, Nelly was doing that shit. <laughs> so yeah, that 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 country hip hop shit is not new, and yeah, he he, he was always daring to be different, and as, as far as like doing those bold collabs and doing those genre blending songs. So yeah, I yeah. mean, like he made shit for the ladies, mm-hmm. shit yeah. for the niggas, yeah. shit for the cowboys. <laughs> like he, <laughs> you feel me? He had a, he had a very diverse catalog. Yeah, and, and I think that's that was always his thing to try to appease to everybody and reach out to all listeners. And he he had to have done that. I mean, you saw that many records. Yeah, yeah, yeah see, some it's a lot more than just black people with a hood listening to your shit. You exactly. know, so ten million is a lot. Yes, a whole lot. That's so, a million times ten. All right, so that is number three, Nelly. So. We are going back to Detroit because it's top two time, and you know what? I ain't even gonna say this man's name because Max, I'm gonna let you talk uh, because that's it. Because you have a bit of a vendetta with this uh, guy. I don't have a well, not a vendetta. vendetta. It's okay, just that not a vendetta. My opinion is different. I, okay, we are gonna talk about it that another time because this we using this list to big up these artists, so we'll talk about that at another time. Well, I'm still gonna let you take this one. So, all right, so number two, hailing from Detroit, Michigan. Is Marshall Mathers, aka Eminem. All right, what All right. you got? So Eminem's on this list because uh, he came out at a time where, well, it was always predominantly black. Mm-hmm. But Dr. Dre saw something in this kid from Detroit, and he took a chance on him, and Eminem became one of the biggest mega stars in hip hop. Um, lyrically, lyrically, he has a different style. As far as content, and um, which isn't bad, but it was just something that you know black people had to get used to because he was rapping about things that we didn't really know about at the time. But he grew up hip hop, and I like the fact that he understands that he's a guest in hip hop and he treats hip hop with the most with the utmost respect right. because he came up battling and like he came up, you know, like nobody just put him on, like he came up through the ranks just like every other rapper should. And he continued to make good content and good music so that he would get the respect that he deserves. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, listen, I know people got their opinions about Eminem, especially Eminem today and what he's doing nowadays. But this is one of the artists that I grew up on. Like, in that, in that late 90s period, when I when we were young and getting allowance, I, I, one of the things I would always buy my money is albums when they drop in. It was one of the first ones, you know, Slim Shady LP. Um, you mentioned a point I was going to make. Dr. Dre finding this nigga, that alone should have sent off a, 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 an alarm in people's head. Because you saw what Dr. Dre has done up to that point. So you know he's not going to make no mistake right. finding an artist. But even when I watch documentaries about it and they talk about how people was questioning Dre bringing him on, like, man, this, 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 you signing this white boy from a trailer park? Dre, what you doing? And then he's like, and you know, Dre telling people, listen, there's something special about this one. And Dre was not wrong. Dre was not wrong about this kid. And, you know, and like you mentioned, Eminem coming from that battle rap life where that, and it's, it's so crazy because we were, we were just talking about Royce and his battle rap style. Mm-hmm. Eminem really applied battle rap style to his raps when he makes all these these crazy, like, 
jokes that you know are uncomfortable to people. That's what you do in battle rap. You yeah. make people uncomfortable, whoever you rap against, and that's what he does in his music. Like he yeah. says battle rap type shit. Ninety percent of music. Yup. <laughs> he said he says shit that he knows <laughs> gonna get under people's skin. That is just going to, and that and this. Thankfully, this was long before it, it is the way it is now, as far as you know, sensitivity and yeah. PC and everything, because. He was really daring, you know, to go out here and say shit that no black rapper would dare say. No. And and he got out how he is. And when he dropped um, Marshall Mathers LP, which this is where the controversy started because they actually picketed this album. Like they were protesting to get this album out of stores because he's talking too fucking wild on this album. And I just loved how... He did not give a fuck, and he made that known that he's not going to change what he is or what he's done. Nah, he's jokes aside, worse back then. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was so much worse because he was younger yeah. and and way more reckless. Like he was he, rapping about hating his mom, yeah, his baby mother. I'm like, bro, you need like, a hug, yo. Like you listen to that song, Kim from Marshall Mathers LP. You like, bro, what the fuck? But he also had prolific songs like uh, Toy Soldiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was one much later in his yeah. career. Like this, that was what actually. That might have been around the time when he was was he in the middle of his addiction at that time? I think so. Yeah. So his music was a little weird on that was the Encore album. Yeah. So he was yeah, his music was a little weird on that album. But like them them first um early two thousands years from Marshall Mathers L P to the Eminem show, like and was probably what the one of the biggest names in rap just because he was doing shit that nobody was like daring to do or saying shit that nobody was daring to say. And he had Titan and Dr. Dre behind him, so he, he yeah. couldn't tell him no wrong. He everything he was doing was, you know, going well. But I fucked with him because if it wasn't for him, I, like I wouldn't have had the pleasure of listening to one of my favorite hip hop groups of all time. That happens to be Slaughterhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like yeah, that's another thing. I think that's something M got from Dre is he's finding talent and putting them out there, like bringing Slaughter. Bringing Slaughterhouse together, you know, he had a hand in finding Fifty Cent, and you, you know, and you know, finding Yellow Wolf and all these other artists that was attached to Shady Records, Obi Trice, and all the all these like, and that's something I think Eminem is still on to this day. Like he bigs up a lot of the new guys. Like he was just talking about Joyner Lucas, and he he thinks um Joyner is one one of the best lyrical cats out right now. Yeah, he got a song with Jordan Lucas, mm-hmm. and he got a song with Logic also. So yeah, Eminem just doesn't hop on a song with anybody. So you gotta be nice to be on a song with Eminem. Right, right. Like he's always digging up to his peers. Like I think in a way he he's somewhat modest when it comes to that because he knows a lot of people think he's great, but he's like, no, no. Like these are the guys right here. I put, I'm modeling myself after them. Like he's always mentioning Jay and Nas and Pac and Biggie and and Andre and everybody else. Like that, I always appreciate that about him like he never made it seem like he never was a oh I'm the best type of guy like you know he was always you know humble when it came to that and I guess you, you know I mean nobody I, this is a career that I, I can't see happening again black or white rapper I just don't see it happening with this kind of content I mean he hasn't rapped about nothing like that Been as a of late it's been a while but I mean, yeah, he's still going off on Trump and everything, but who isn't? He just, <laughs> he just been on this Tom Brady shit, just trying to prove shit that we already know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just wanted to show that he still got it and or whatever. But yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Eminem's career it, it speaks for itself. I mean, we could we could make a, a whole other episode just talking about it. It, it needs no, no more, you know, breakdown or discussion. And Eminem will go down as a legend. He will be one of the greatest lyricists ever remembered, and a huge influence to rappers after him. And I'm sorry if y'all don't like him, then I'm, I don't know what to tell you because facts are facts, yeah, whether we like it or not. You can't trump facts. I like that. We should we should we should trademark that. Can't <laughs> All right. Let's end this now with number one. If y'all don't know by now, y'all should already. I mean it, I'm and I'm laughing to myself right now. We were just talking about this guy earlier today because <laughs> right now he's hey. actually in the middle of a rally for a presidential race. <laughs> and the man, the myth, the legend himself. Oh my goodness. Kanye West. Alright. So Max, you've been a big follower of Rockefeller for most of your life, I'm sure. Yeah. So, I'm sure you. I'm gonna let you talk about Kanye and the Kanye uh, that you saw from those early days. The very first time I ever heard Kanye West rap was on the Blueprint Two on the song "The Bounce." Yeah, I remember that. And Blueprint Two came out 2002. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like, but from then I known Kanye as a producer because he produced a lot of great classics within the rock. He produced um, "Heart of the City." He produced "Take My Favorite." Um, he produced songs for Beanie Siegel. Like a lot of like a lot of classics that we listen to today, he is responsible for. And he was responsible for a lot of new talent that we listen to today as well, like Big Sean, mm-hmm. Kid Cudi. You know, he gave them guys a chance just like he was given a chance. And a lot of people didn't want to take a chance on Kanye because back then, like, it wasn't really, like, people didn't really look at producers as rappers. They was like, right, right, yeah, you're just going to make these beats. You yeah, feel me? Right. I feel like that, I feel like that was his, he had more of a passion for that than did beat making. And because yeah. he was, I remember when they were interviewing Dame Dash, and Dame Dash was talking about that, like how he was very adamant about getting people to hear his tape. Yeah. Like, and Dame Dash was like, no, man, we, we just want your beats. Yeah. Like, we, we, we know we want your beat making. But then, then, then I remember they interviewed Cameron, and Cameron was talking about how the first time Kanye rapped for them, all of them were in the room. Jay was in the room, Dame was in there, Cam was in there, and, and then... Cam was like, the, 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 he might, he might have something. Y'all should listen to him some more. Yeah, and, man. And I think that may have been all it took. And I, because I think one of the reasons I don't know if they thought that the type of music he was making was going to blow. Like on that, nah, on they, that, they wasn't ready for it because yeah. I remember when they was talking about him making his first album. They was like, well, we could throw Cam on a song, you feel me, mm-hmm. and save it and shit. Like they didn't really have faith in the sound. Yeah, but you know. And, and on that demo was Jesus Walks. And yeah. I think they thought, no, there's no way radio won't play a yeah. song about Jesus. They're not going to do this. Yeah. And, and like, what's think, go ahead. No, I was just saying one of my favorite things about Kanye is how he tells stories in his rhymes about his early success in Rockefeller. Like at the end of the song called Last Call, he tells that whole story. And then in Big Brother, he tells that story as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just yeah. like, mm, it's interesting. Yeah, man. I, I mean, it is definitely, I mean, even with the the car accident, yeah. I think that was the the push he needed. Like he was already driven before that, but once that car accident happened, I, I think that it was just it was all bets off. Like y'all gonna hear me, y'all y'all gonna hear me rap this. I'm gonna make this song through the wire while my shit is wired shut. 
And ain't nobody gonna stop me. I'm gonna put it out. And I'm gonna show y'all what I'm trying to give to the world. And then that was all it took. I think I think through the wires with the what was the push that made Rockefeller was like, dang, this man really determined the rap. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Like he wants this. Like this is this isn't a joke to him. And then that's when we got the college dropout. And then Jesus Walks was played on the radio and it was huge. And you you know, and it was just I feel like this man got at least four albums that's classics. Yeah, maybe five. You you can probably argue. I, I mean, mean, five is arguable, but four is concrete for me. Yeah, because yeah. my beautiful dark and twisted fantasy is like sonically the best album he ever made. To yeah, me. yeah. I, I feel like you know what? I was watching a review on YouTube about that album, and somebody put it perfectly. That my beautiful dark and twisted fantasy sounds like a combination. Of all his previous albums, because it has sounds from each of those albums. It's got the soul samples sound from College Dropout. It's got the, all those piano sounds from Late Registration. It's got those loud stadium sounds that you heard on um, yeah, the Graduation. Yeah, that's why. And, and I then say, the, the auto tune shit from 808s. Yeah, so it's, it's like I, a mixture. That's why I say sonically, like my beautiful Dark and Twisted Fantasy is his greatest album because like the production was was beautiful you know and like it felt like i was watching a movie because it just took you through different scenes yeah it's 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 a theatrical album that's the best way to describe it yeah and then like i said on when we was talking about lupe fiasco i feel like lyrically um late registration is his best album lyrically because he was really saying some shit. Yeah, late like, <laughs> registration was real relatable. He, even down to the fucking skits, the yeah, broke five, broke yeah. we got it. Yo, broke that five, shit was broke. hilarious yo. though, yo. But like, even on that album, you got some good verses from guys like the game, Cameron. Um, he mixed it up a little bit. And and Adam, when they yeah, were major. Yeah, so it's like I, lyrically, that's my favorite album for Kanye. And graduation was dope because you could sense the transition from the whole college dropout scheme to like something new and different. You feel me? So like I think graduation was the perfect title for that album mm-hmm. because it was like a way of saying, All right, I'm done with this. I wanna try that now. Yeah. And then the year after that or a couple well, years I mean, after that we got eight oh eights and heartbreaks. Yeah, well granted a large part of eight oh eight oh eights and heartbreaks was because of the passing of his mother. So yeah. he was going through emotions. Yeah. So you knew there was gonna be some kind of change in his music. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, but you mentioned the um, people that he featured on his album. He always did do a good job of picking the right features for the right songs. And I remember, um, I think was it on 106 in Park when they act when he was talking about how he picks features. He, he was saying that he wanted his albums to be like time capsules of artists that were hot at that time. Yeah. And that and that you think about it and look back, you're like, damn. Like he had T Pain on graduation. T-Pain was hot yeah, at that time. Yeah. Yeah, and then you look at on, on late registration, he had, like you said, Game was on there. He had Lupe, who was new to the game. Paul and Wall. Paul Wall. Well, that was that Paul Wall verse. I love that verse. Yeah, I that love verse is, is everything. But, yeah, and so that, that, that really is a good perspective of it, like time capsules. I never thought of that. But I just love how raw Kanye was, like, with Kanye, like the good, the bad, like mm-hmm. all of Kanye was always all of Kanye. Like that line, that one line 
and all falls down is like the main thing that caught my attention throughout that album. He was like, "We all self conscious." I'm just the first to, to admit, admit it. it. Yeah, like yeah. that's some real yeah. shit right there. Yeah, it is, man. I mean, <laughs> Kanye, he has changed rap in so many different levels. That battle with Fifty. Uh, yeah, like I mean, once that battle with Fifty happened, like it was just a whole new lane in hip hop, yo. Yeah, he changed everything from how niggas make niggas still try to mimic his beats. Other producers they try to go after those soul samples and everything. Niggas like he changed how niggas dress. Nobody was rocking polos before him. Know. Nobody was wearing book bags. Nobody was doing this shit before Kanye. He had that line. What did he say? First nigga with a Benz in a backpack. Like hey, that's the, that's the shit he was doing. Like yo, niggas hear that. Like yo, a fucking legend. Though. Niggas heard that. Like fuck that. I might give me a Louis bag tomorrow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Be in the club with a book bag on. You know, it's like it's his influence and the way he completely just flipped the game around with everything he's done. It's just it's unmatched, bro. And then he was able to keep up with Jay on Watch the Throne. Like yeah. you know how picky Jay is to do music with people, right? right. So like in order to get a whole album with Jay, like yeah, that is, man. I mean, it's I mean, say, say what you want about Kanye. Now we know he he's on some shit right now, but man, he, he, I can't never give up on Ye because he's such because of everything he contributed to hip hop. Man, he loved hip hop with all his heart. Like yeah, like but the, the game is what it is now in a lot of ways because of him. Like I look at people like hmm, you see, I see I see a little bit of Kanye and Travis Scott. Yeah. Like, like I said, people like him. Like I, I see the influence of a lot of these guys that that they probably grew up on these albums and and just looked at Kanye as like the the blueprint on how to do certain music and do certain beats and or how to dress. Like his 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 style influence is still being lived through to this day. Like no one no one is going to be able to. There's never going to be another career like this. It's it's a no brainer that he has to be number one from 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 rec- records to sales to influence to just completely changing the game. It, it, it's just you can't argue it. Yeah, man. Like if we, if we like erased everything Kanye ever done, I really feel like it would be a huge hole in hip hop. Mm-hmm. So it's like he deserves to be number one for the Midwest because he really put on. And then like when he when he first came out, he was repping Chicago so hard like with clever ass lines like I'm so shy you would thought I was bashful like. Who right. was saying yeah, shit like yeah, that? Like, yeah, like he had, like he definitely had this Chicago like elevated man. Like then he had the homecoming song talking about Chicago with talking about it in the form of a woman. That yeah. was that's that's man. Listen. He, he's definitely number one. It's, it's not even a debate, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know who would debate it. I know nobody from Chicago can debate it, but definitely, man. Kanye West is definitely a, a living, breathing legend, regardless of how we feel about it. As a person, his music is timeless, in my opinion, and his well, influence. That wraps up episode part two. 20, episode 24, part yeah. two of uh, Go to the Coast. And just, yeah, and just to recap the list real quick, Freddie Gibbs, number 10, Lupe Fiasco, number 9, number 8 is Royce the 5-9, number 7, Kid Cudi, number 6, DeBrat, number 5, Twister, number 4, uh, Common, excuse me, number 3 is Nelly, number 2, Eminem, number 1, Kanye West. And, of course, I'm sure somebody's going to have some issues. We're not going to be responding to rage. Right. We'll yeah. love to chat with you. Of right. course we would, in a, yes. In a, in a nice adult fashion. So, so yeah, it's so all the Chicago people, Detroit people, St. Louis, whoever that's been tuning in. 
Give yes. us your feedback. Right. Let us know what you think. If you got a problem with this list, you can comment your list below, and we'll be happy to talk about it with you. Sure will. And tune in for the next part of this series. We'll be going next. down to the south. Oh, boy. And the dirty, dirty. Yeah. And we got a lot of people that we know personally that have been waiting for this one. So we probably go live for that one. Yeah, we got to. We have to. We There are too many people we know from the south, but they, we're going to get everybody involved in that one. That's going to be that's going to be fun. That's going to be an entertaining <laughs> one. So definitely, so all my southerners look out for that. Oh, that's boy. next. All right, you guys, we about to get up out of here. We got to go pay bills and shit. So uh, until the next episode, it's your boy, Max C. Less. And this is your boy, Mike Navarro. And we are out. Goodbye. Wait till I get my money.